talking how tonight to maximum rockabilly when two punks choose risk the subway for a tube to piccadilly whose efforts stir fast gangs for glory another dumb casualty having fun Salvage six, hit a flick, knife flicks. Oh, kiss me. Deadly. Tonight. Another battle was won and lost down the bishops and last night. Spotlights pick the kids in triumph with a thousand scars in a gal but they call the Cincinnati fireball one look you fall for that Cincinnati fireball I bet you five are gonna get you ten she's gonna break my heart again 
Return to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right. You hear the noise? There ain't nobody but me and the boy. Get down. Come on to the mothership.
watch out here, citizens of the universe, I bring forth to you the good time on the mothership. Are you here? This is George Clinton. The funk stops here. Everyone's always talking about what they want and how they can't get it. But Dr. Funkenstein would tell you, you got to bring something to get some. Rock the vote every day. This is George, Dr. Funkenstein Clinton. And if you're looking for a way to put some cosmic funk into the universe, then become an activist. See something you don't like in your neighborhood, find a way to change it. Rock the vote every day. Yo, this is George Clinton. The funk stops here. The only thing the cats in Chocolate City understand is the voting booth, otherwise known as the auto-electric voting machine. So be the bomb in 2000. Rock the vote. And this is Ian Asprey, the cult.
billow meets billow, they're soft below. Our weary wee flippering, curl at thy ears. The storm shall not wake thee, nor shard thy tears. Sleep in the arms of the slow swinging seas. Seal The white seal. All these things happened several years ago at a place called Novostoshna, or Northeast Point, on the island of St. Way away in the Bering Sea. Limushin, the winter wren, told me the tale when he was blown onto the rigging of a steamer going to Japan. And I took him down to my cabin, warmed and fed him for a couple of days till he was fit to fly back to St. Paul's. Limushin is a very how to tell the truth. Nobody comes to Novostoshna except on business. And the only people who have regular business there are the seals. They come the summer months by hundreds and hundreds of thousands out of the cold grey sea. For Novostoshna Beach has the finest accommodation for seals of any place in the world. Sea Catch knew that. And every spring would swim from whatever place he happened to be in, would swim like a torpedo boat straight for Novostoshna, and spend a month fighting with his companions for a good place on the rocks as close to the sea as possible. Sea Catch was 15 years old, a huge gray fur seal with almost a mane on his shoulders and long, wicked dog teeth. When he heaved himself up on his front flippers, he stood more than four feet clear of the ground. And his weight, if anyone had been bold enough to weigh him, was nearly 700 pounds. He was scarred all over with the marks of savage fights, but he was always ready for just one fight more. He was afraid to look his enemy in the face. Then he would shoot it out like lightning. And when the big teeth were firmly fixed on the other seal's neck, the other seal might get away if he could, but Sea Catch would know. Yet Sea Catch never chased a beaten seal, for that was against the rules of the beach. He only wanted room by the sea for his nursery. But as there were 40 or 50,000 other seals hunting for the same thing each spring, the whistling, bellowing, roaring, blowing on the beach was something frightful. From a little hill called Hutchinson's Hill, you could look over three and a half miles of ground covered with fighting seals. And the surf was dotted all over with the heads of seals hurrying to land and begin their share of the fighting. They fought in the breakers, they fought in the sand, and they fought on the smooth-worn basalt rocks of the nurseries. For they were just as stupid and unaccommodating as men. Their wives never came to the island until late in May or early in June, for they did not care to be torn to pieces. And the young two, three, and four-year-old seals, who had not begun housekeeping, went inland about half a mile through the ranks of the fighters and played about on the sand dunes in droves and leaves and rubbed off every single green thing that grew. They were called the Hollis Chicky, the Bachelors, and there were perhaps two or three hundred thousand of Novostoshna alone. Sea Catch had just finished his 45th fight one spring when Matka, his soft, sleek, gentle-eyed wife, came up out of the sea and he caught her by the scruff of the neck and dumped her down on his reservation, saying roughly, Late as usual, where have you been? It was not the fashion for Sea Catch to eat anything during the four months he stayed on the beaches, and so his temper was generally bad. Matka knew better than to answer back. She looked around and cooed. How thoughtful of you to take the old place again. I should think I had, said Sea Catch. Look at me! He was scratched and bleeding in twenty places. One eye was almost blind, and his sides were torn to ribbons. Oh, you men, you men, Anka said, fanning herself with her hind flipper. 
Why can't you be sensible and settle your places quietly? You look as though you had been fighting with a killer wave. I haven't been doing anything but fight since the middle of May. The beach is disgracefully crowded this season. I've met at least a hundred seals from the Cannon Beach house hunting. Why can't people stay where they belong? I'm tired. 